0: You're listening to The Way Community Church Lakeland Podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Understand and perceive things, and uh, I really didn't like the way some of the things were said last week. Um... And so trying to double down on it a little bit here this week. But anyways, two weeks ago, Shaza canceled shame, and it was just really special. And, uh, and then three weeks ago, we talked about canceling um, apathy. And there's just a lot of things that can't stay in the body of Christ. And as we enter into this season of Christmas, this season that culturally is busy, Culturally is extra. Culturally, it's, it's spending and buying and cleaning and stuff. Uh, I have concerns about the body of Christ and um, the perspective and the mindset into which we approach every day. And so with that being said, today I'm going to cancel busyness. Um coming for you. It came for me first. You just got to know that. I got it first. Uh, Would you all stand to your feet as we read God's Word here today in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. I don't even like this story because it's so convicting. (laughs) Here you go. Luke chapter 10 verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were aware, continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing, and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, it doesn't seem unfair to you doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work tell her to come and help me but the Lord said to her dear Martha you are worried and upset over all these details there is only one thing worth being concerned about Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her let's pray Hey, Jesus, help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Um, As we dive into this story, I want to let you know that um, in uh, January 1st, it will be a Sunday this year. So if y'all all all night staying up and all that stuff, don't forget about church Sunday morning. Uh, It's one of the coolest services of the year. But it'll be extra special at the way because every year we start January with 21 days of fasting and prayer. And uh, it's a huge boost to us as people of the Lord to really strip off some of the weight uh, that so easily entangled us. And, uh, and uh, really just set our eyes on the Lord and start the, 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 the year off right. And so we want to invite you guys to start fasting with us January 1st. You can jump online and see the devotions with us, but you almost have to prepare your heart now for where you're going to be there. Because I believe that the Lord is going to ask some of you to make some of the greatest sacrifices you've ever seen in your life to prepare you for maybe the hardest year of your life, or the greatest breakthrough of your life, or whatever you need, but I just want you to know what's coming January 1st as we begin fasting. Martha had some distractions. Now, I I, I lean into this story with all kinds of this is not fair. Uh, First of all, this week I uh, I hosted Thanksgiving at our house, and we had the blessing of having multiple people we love come and visit us and celebrate thanksgiving and when people are coming over it's awesome and it's fun and i get into like a ah, uh, a frenzy i'm trying the turkey is great we're basting the turkey we're basting the ham we got the potatoes we got the the, hey you got this and i got this and they get the oh we forgot about the drinks and get the and there's so many details that's going into it i can't imagine what it would be like to have jesus come and eat at my house for dinner like you want to talk about the pressure of like making sure that everything's right Trey, that casserole better be dang good. You don't know about <laughs> Micah, keep basting the turkey. You know, like we got, we've got Like, this is, there's so many things that you want to have right if Jesus is in your house. But what's going on here is she got upset that Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. And and I understand that sometimes I get upset also in life if I'm frantic about something and others aren't sharing my burden. Like, why are you sitting uh, when we're working? When I say we, (laughs) I really mean me, uh, but I'm including you because I want you to feel the same sense of urgency. But this is really crazy because I think as believers... Martha's heart was right. What she wanted was good. She wanted to feed Jesus, y'all. She wanted to feed the disciples. Like She had all good intent. She missed the point. And I am convinced that the body of our people can be very guilty of having the right intent and missing the point. So as we look at this, She says, can't you just, like Mary, can you make her come work with me? And Jesus looked at her and he said, why are you worried and upset over all of these details? The scripture says that she was distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing. And then Jesus said to her, why are you worried and upset over all these details? There is only one thing worth being concerned about. She had the right motive, right? Like she wanted to feed Jesus. The disciples are here. Like what a great, you're in my house. I want to make sure that everything is right. And I just think to myself, if she had been given a month, would it been right then? Like Jesus is here and your house is never going to be cleaned enough. Like when guests come over, like it's not, nothing's going to be ever good enough. If you're trying to have life and everything perfect. But there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary had her eyes fixed. This is the Savior. Everything he says, I want to understand. Now, we don't know what he was teaching, what he was sharing, what he was telling. We don't know that Mary was worshiping or anything, but she was adoring. And he was enjoying And Mary was worked up. Martha was worked up. I want to enter this season right. And so the first thing I would just want to make sure that we are as people is that we're not distracted. What has our attention? What are all the details that we're trying to get right right now? We're canceling busy And I would just ask you to please be careful not to be busy. And it's so easy to do this right now. And so I'm just thinking about my life and all the extra things that are going to make it onto the calendar. All the extra meetings and the extra gatherings and dinners that we're going to have. All the extra uh, uh, events that have to happen and the things that we have to purchase. And I'm buying things for people that I haven't seen in two years and I barely like them to begin with. (laughs) There's extra spending that's happening and I don't know why that we're spending I don't know why we're buying, and I don't know why the tree has to be up, and I don't know why the garland has to be, and I don't know what. But there is something that we should be concerned about. And I just think it's funny when Jesus has a motive or has a desire or has a, a want, and we think we're doing a service to him by being frantic or caught up in details that don't matter. In effort to serve him and to love people and to do good, don't enter this season with a crazy busyness. I just feel the unrest already before it starts. Now I have to let you know that sometimes I'm, I'm extra before I preach these sermons. Um, if you're visiting, welcome. For everyone that knows me, you know that I can get worked up over talking about like milk or something. I don't know. I just I'm a passionate person and I get excited often, but today I this really comes from a place of like calm. But I can see the hustle starting and I can see like the the we have to buy clothes for pitchers and we have to buy um, things for events and like the calendar is just going to fill up and it's going to fill up and it's going to fill up and the shopping and the purchasing and then there's the food oh the extra food oh the extra food we're going to eat and we're going to sample people i've made these cookies and yes i would like to try one five ten and i i just want you to know like the recipe while it's all good the details of things we need to buy and the things we want to get right and the food that we decide to eat in this season, that's more and extra than it has been all year. I don't think that we realize what we're doing to ourselves When September was crazy and it didn't have the extra calories and the extra schedule and the extra TV and the extra, like we're bombarded with like stuff. And I just want to take a minute to just take it off. One, don't be distracted. Two, don't be busy. I have a scripture for you here. It's based out of Ephesians chapter 5. Listen to this. It's so wonderful. It says, so be careful how you live and don't live like fools, but like those who are wise and make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And I just lay into that for a second, that Martha thought that what she wanted, what he wanted was for me to make all this food. And, and I, I just think like there may have been a scenario where Jesus really wouldn't have minded like all of us can get up and cook when we're all hungry. But for right now, can we just be together with nothing going on and no details happening? Do we know what the Lord wants us to do tomorrow? And I think that while the answer is probably, it's good for us to double check our schedule with the Lord of our life so that we don't act thoughtlessly. But it's, please hear me, friends. Either we're doing this His way or we're doing it our way. And even with the best intentions of the things that we want to do for Him, it's in vain if it's not what He wants. I can tell you so many times where I tried to do something heroic for my wife and it was not what she wanted. And I thought it was glorious and it just kind of fell flat. And there's nothing wrong with what she... Like that she didn't want it. It really comes down to like, were we on the same page to begin with? Hmm. This, I hope, is going to get better for you. Here we go. The third thing that I want to think, oh, and I want you to know, be careful, you know, to make the most of what you do. We want you to know also of another thing that's happening here in January. In January, we're going to kick off our mentorships again. And so we're having year one and year two of our mentorships. It'll be a commitment of one day a month. Uh, but we, want, we believe in this thing called discipleship, and we think that everyone should be with someone. You should be in a community that is deep and rich where you can ask questions about what should I do, what should I believe, and how should I act. Does that make sense? mentorship will be launching in january i just want to prep you right now for what's coming Uh, i'm learning that we talk about it at staff all the time we want to do less announcements but we want to preach these announcements that we're living and so he's saying that we want you to make the most of all these opportunities and that we want you to understand what the lord wants you to do and some of us love the lord with all of our heart but we don't know what he wants me to do you should be in a mentorship group it'll be good okay cool here's the last thing is don't be anxious Uh, This is what I was thinking about last week when we tried to cancel this anxiety thing that really is taking over the country. It's almost becoming popular to say, uh, I have anxiety or I have anxiety attacks. And there's a large amount of people that are still struggling with depression since COVID. Uh, like, Like the virus reacted in people's brains in a way that like really threw people off. And I know that in the last two decades, these symptoms of anxiety and depression have swept through our, like, humanity. And as people of God, I want you to know that there is a recipe that we are above it. Here's the, what the scripture says He says, Be not anxious for anything, but instead, I want you to pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. First of all, if we just live that verse, holy moly, can our lives be different? I said somewhere yesterday that it said that uh, happy people are not thankful. Thankful people are happy. And learning to be grateful, learning to worship, learning to thank God, learning to cast our cares, man, it will do so much for what's going on inside. But don't, be, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's this recipe of being able to cast your cares and put on praise. Cast your burdens and your concerns and put on what we should be thankful for. And starting our day in that rather than continuing on in the chaos and the commotion of life. There is a great concern that I have that we are a lot like Martha. We're consumed by the things that we must get done so that everything is in order and everything is perfect. And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. But it's not what Jesus wanted. And what happens is when we continue into the week with that anxiousness, it is the opposite of peace. It is the opposite of love and patience and long-suffering. We want to take those things off. I think that we're identifying with things that are not good as if it's something that the Lord wanted you to wear. Let me read this really quick. Pat, it Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 through 30 said, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How do I know that and not know that? How do I get back to experiencing that? All right. Well, as I was praying about some things, I I think that what's happened, um, maybe even just to me, okay? I'm talking to a whole lot of folks that are online, and, and maybe this sermon is truly just for me. But I think that as we enter into what is mostly the busiest season and the spending season and the eating season and the chaos season for a lot of folks, we're wondering why we're singing songs about peace and peace is only a moment. Now, I need you to know that in the body of Christ, I come against depression and anxiety and fear. Reason being is that, like, this is the time of the year that causes people to feel shame and embarrassment and alone and all those things. And all of those things are nothing that you should be experiencing in Christ. Amen? And so instead of eating from that type of mentality, let's eat from the tree of life. And that tree really is a a cultural shift. Lacey said it earlier this morning as she was talking to all of our serve team leaders she said that the people of God are moving against the current right now. So the current is rush. The current is fast. The current is spend. The current is more, more, more. And what we have to do is fill up on caffeine and sugar and just to get through the day. And that's the opposite. We start from a place of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen. And we start by knowing him and putting on his yoke onto our life. Now, what is funny about the word yoke that was used in Matthew chapter 20 is that the word yoke, he said, take my yoke upon you because it's easy. Jesus isn't saying, I don't want you to work at all. In fact, the word yoke is, is, it is the definition of work. And so yoke would have been used on oxen. It would have bound them together so that they could plow the fields. He's saying the work that I have for you, the teaching that I have for you, what I want you to be mindful of, it's going to be easier than what you're wearing. But I want you to work with what I'm trying to put on you, not what everyone else is putting on you. Your house doesn't have to be perfect. The presents don't have to be great. Back this year, rather than putting on yourself the need to, like, go and buy, what if you just wrote handwritten letters to everyone in your family this year? Like, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing to say I love you. So I was thinking about this place of peace and anxiety that I want to live in and operate out of. Because he said that his peace will guard my heart and my mind. And I want that peace. But it's going to have to happen with a culture change. A whole amount of priorities are going to have to shift in our life. (coughs) I want to talk to you today uh, about the Sabbath. I don't think in all... Of the years that I've been preaching the gospel I've ever preached on the Sabbath, I don't like it. It's counter-American. It's counter-work harder. I like work. I find identity in work. And somehow I believe that if I just work harder, then I'll get everything done and then I can rest. But that never comes. Because there's an unlimited amount of people that I need to call and have a conversation with. There's an unlimited amount of things in my house that need to be fixed. There's an unlimited amount of of things I need to go buy at the grocery store so I can have food in the house. Or that drawer that needs to be cleaned out that I hate every time I open. And I What is in this drawer? You know what I mean? Like there's an animal that's going to crawl out of this drawer one day. And uh, I I don't know what is going on. But there's an unlimited amount of stuff that's got to get done that rest isn't going to happen when... You get to this point. So I, I just want to read you one of the Lord's 10 suggestions that he made. Wait, it's not a suggestion. You see what I did there? It was called a commandment. And that commandment was designed to give you blessing. Let me read it to you. And my eyes have been opened to this this week as I'm checking this out. This is, I'm going to read to you from Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. I think that you're going to enjoy this. Well, I know that you'll enjoy it if we're willing to realign some of the things in our life. Let me make sure that you understand this and I'm really clear. If you're not willing to realign some of the things in your life, Jesus isn't the Lord of your life. You are. He's trying to bring blessing into your life through means of peace. And you can only receive all of the blessing if you're actually aligning yourself with the things that he's asking you to do. So Exodus chapter 20 would say it this way. I want you to remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God, and on that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, man, I don't like that verse, your your daughters, I, I, <laughs> I thought we had kids so that they can do all of the work for us around the house, you know? I shouldn't say that when my son's in the room. All right. Uh, This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, your foreigners living among you. Uh, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. So many things that's going on in this. Uh, I think that we try to just work a little bit on the Sabbath. Or we use the Sabbath to get caught up on all the other stuff that we're behind on. But what if one day a week we truly just rested? Now, what I'm discovering within the body of Christ is there is a large amount of believers that love Jesus with all of their heart and don't know how. And don't know why they can't pray. I I just can't activate my prayer life. I don't know why. Because I think we're trying to start prayer in craziness. We're trying to activate it in the middle of a pause. Thinking that we can sit down, our mind and everything will stop. And then we can just keep going again. But the purpose of the Sabbath was a day for you to heal. It was a day for you to emotionally process the week. It was a day for you to think about some of the things that were said to you and over you and you let them go. It was a day for you to process the plan that God has for your life and what you want to do later in the week. Those that can organize their thoughts can organize their schedule so much easier. But we stay in the busyness and wonder Why is things still so crazy? Because the Sabbath was designed as a day of worship, a day of rest, a day of of fellowship, true fellowship, just bringing people in and laughing and celebrating just friendship. It was a day of eating delicious foods and a day of just everything calming down, a day to have relationship with your children where you just, Throw the ball around, or go and do something that's just pure fun. It's a day of rest. But when that day doesn't come because the work doesn't end, we stay frantic. And there's gotta, you have to understand that that franticness isn't gonna stop. And even if you spend that extra day working, you're not gonna feel caught up. And we have to shift our mindset off of all the things that we got to do for the Lord and figure out that He doesn't want you to do all those things for Him as much as He wants you to do them with Him. It is more about you being with Him and understanding all the things that He's blessed you with than it is getting caught up and being great. And having that feeling of accomplishment. I want to remind us. That if we gain the whole world and lose our soul. What have we gained? And so it's important that we understand that we want to keep things in priority. Now as I was reading this about the Sabbath. You're going to like this. I think. I was thinking about the 10 suggestions that the Lord made. I mean commandments that the Lord made. And none of them. He he didn't say in the Ten Commandments that I I want you to pray. They're not one of them. The the Ten Commandments, uh, there's only one spiritual discipline out of all of them. It's not memorize my word. It's not read my word. It's not. There's only one commandment that is a spiritual discipline, and that's rest. Think about that for a second. Babe, I've got to sleep in today because the Lord wants me to. No, really, he does. He wants you to get a nap in that day, make love, do whatever, like, like, like a day of, of nothing. So your mind, I want you to create something on the Sabbath, paint something, draw something, a day of nothing. Or we can keep this Christmas season going for another 30 days of craziness. I don't want you to shop or buy anything. I don't want you or your people to work. But Pastor Tim, you don't understand. I can't do that. No, I I do understand. I've been doing like I can't obey the Lord for 20 years. Because the Sabbath is hard for me. I enjoy being wanted. I enjoy feeling needed. I enjoy being chaotic but i enjoy honoring the lord more and if he's asking me to be still and do nothing then i've got to figure out how to make sure that he's the lord of my life and i line up with that be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplications make your request be known to god and then the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus Let me make sure you understand. If you just have a little bit of anxiety right now and you're being dismissive of it, what happens is what you feed will grow. It'll get worse. You just got a little bit of depression right now, just a couple moments that happen. What happens is it'll grow. And it'll grow. And it'll grow. And those thoughts and those feelings will trap you. And learning to take a day where you can take off everything and cast your cares on him and allow your soul, your body, your mind to rest is good for you. Now, what is neat to me about this I'm gonna keep going here. In Genesis chapter two is where we find the origin of the Sabbath. And so the Scripture says in Genesis chapter one that he, he, you know, there was like six days of creation, right? He made the light, he made the water, he made the earth, and then he, 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 um, made the 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 animals and the, all these other things, and the birds, and the, made the trees, and then he made people, and and then. The Lord says on the seventh day he rested let me just read this for you so God created human nope oh, nope so so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed this is Genesis chapter two verse one and on the seventh day God had finished the work of creation and so he rested from all of his work and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because It was the day when he rested from all of the work of his creation. Now, what I realized just this week was that he blessed the day. He decided to take one day out of the week and say, this day is blessed. I'm going to make this day good. Watch this. He also blessed two other things. He blessed the animals and said, be fruitful and multiply. And then he blessed mankind and he said, be fruitful and multiply and govern the earth. But then he blessed a day so that it would be good for you and for me. Now, this this trips me out because my mind can't really fully understand the fact that there was something designed specially for me for the goodness of everything that's going on inside me. And I think about even culturally, businesses, some businesses are, they're trying to rack up more hours. We're going to work through the night and we're going to get more done. And we're going to, some businesses are saying, you know, we're going to work seven days a week, no days off, around the clock all night. And then there's some companies that are like, nope, we're going to shut it down at this time. And this day, we will not open. And look at their numbers on what God is doing. I kid you not, the day of the week that I only want Chick-fil-A, it lets me down. And they are closed every dang Sunday. Anyone else? What do you want to eat, kids? Chick-fil-A. Let's go. They're closed. They could be making so much more money on Sunday. But you look at their numbers, and they are skyrocketing because they're choosing to honor God's blessing. You know what? There are some people in those board meetings that are like, you know what we could be doing? Nope. We're going to obey the Lord. This is going to be the Lord's chicken, for crying out loud. And we're going to keep... Doing what the Lord said And they're doing more in less time Than others are doing with more time More employees More, more grounds, more countries More like Because there's something to be said about the fact that the Lord said This day I'm going to bless it And it's going to be a blessing To you Because you rested Now this is going to be a spiritual discipline It's going to be difficult for you to hit the pause button Now here's my question the Scripture says He blessed it and made it holy. Now that comes with a lot of question marks for me. What does a holy day look like? Well, Pastor Tim, I'm doing it right now. No, 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 no. We come together. That's great. But What does a holy day look like? Is it just more TV? Is it a day to just unplug? Because I can just tell you right now that if all of the stuff that you're putting in, soon as you're done, you're going to realize I still didn't call those people that I love. And I didn't make memories with the people that I love. And I still got so much more to do. And the stuff that Hollywood is selling right now, the fact that we're buying a lot of it, is really not good for the holy guy that lives inside of you. And so I can't define all of this for you. But what would a holy day look like for you? To do nothing but worship? One day where you say, I'm going to have a time of devotion that you should be having every day, but it's that day that you cultivate it. That's the day that you give your cares and your concerns. Maybe you journal a little bit. Maybe you take a nap, maybe you put a, some ribs on the grill, you know, they're just we're just relaxing. It's a good day. But here's what I know: culturally, the world is speeding up right now. And I want to make sure that the people of God, not just know who peace is, but are experiencing true peace because we're living our lives in a way where we, we're we prioritizing peace over anxiety and depression and busyness. And we're learning how to shut things down and recognize what really matters. I want to make sure that you knew when you were 19 and going through college, your dream wasn't to buy all these gadgets on Amazon that you're going to throw away next year. It it was to make friends and to make family and to make people and to make memories and to a day of laughter, a day of rest, a day of peace. Not the message that many of you guys probably anticipated coming this morning, but I think it's one we need. How do I slow down? Well, I want to invite you guys this Saturday morning. We're going to be here right where we always are on Saturday mornings in a time of prayer. And there's a lot of us that don't understand. I don't know how to activate my prayer life. And it's probably because you're squeezing it in between craziness and more craziness and not understanding why it's not working. Jesus said it this way. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. For my burden is easy and my yoke is light. I want you to know the Lord does have a plan for your life, but it starts with you being with him, and I'm sorry if your boss or your work doesn't give you that day off, then quit realign your life with god's word not with other people's word for your life figure out how to make room for christ's commandments in your life not his suggestions but if we want the blessing that he's promising you're gonna have to realign your life with his priorities would you all mind closing your eyes Father, there's a lot of us here that want to love you. We want to honor you. We want to take your advice. And really, we've disobeyed and we've sinned. And we've taken your commandments as if they were suggestions. And we've chosen our own path to do your will. I realign my life with you and I'm asking you to reveal what it would look like for me to live for you the way you want me to live for you. Here's my life. Here's my heart. I'm sorry that I've sinned. If you rested, I could probably use some too. Thank you for giving me this day and blessing it. Thank you for making it holy for me. Teach me how to worship and live for you. If you're here today and you're not right with the Lord, or sin in your life and you know it, and the Lord is asking you to change today, to put him first. I believe that God wants to move in your life, and he's knocking on the door of your heart today. If that's you and you want to make change, I want to pray for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, would you raise your hand right now? A lot of hands. Jesus, we just ask that you would wash us in your word. That you would wash us in your spirit. That you would put your spirit inside of us and teach us how to live for you. 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 We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, uh, a couple things you need to know. One, we have a class that starts after worship in the second service called First Steps. And where uh, we're going to be teaching some, some principal doctrine of the cross and things that you just need to know if you're a believer about the blood of Jesus, about sin, about how you grow in Christ, and about what baptism looks like. And that class will be after worship in the back, and uh, we invite you to come. For everyone here, we have some prayer partners that um, we've been praying for this service all week, and we're asking that God would move on a lot of people. And there's some people that came in, heavy burden. Maybe it's... In your body, you need a healing. Maybe it's in your marriage, you need a touch from God. Uh, Maybe it's in your finances, or you're carrying on depression, anxiety, busyness, and God's just asking you for some change. You need prayer. Don't leave the same way you came in. Let's touch God together. Amen? Amen. I love you guys. Uh, Please mark your calendars, January 1st. You're fasting with me for 21 days. It's going to be pretty awesome. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.